Ladies and gentlemen, your friend Glenn here, coming to you in representation of the Preach Network. And uh, as you probably guessed by this little voice introduction, uh, we are going to have another triple feature as our poor, poor dear friend Mr. Seth Trav is still very much under the weather and will be um, most likely for uh, another uh, couple weeks. Uh, he's fine, you know, taking it taking day to day, but there are some things that are just a little bit more difficult for uh, him to do. So if you would like to, uh, you know, send him your well wishes, please go ahead and uh, send, uh, you know, send some love his way on Twitter over at BasicBoyGaming. Uh, you can also find him over on our main Twitter at PreachCast uh, and reach out to him there. Um, you'll be able to find links to um, the YouTube account where he does a lot of different Let's Play and videos and game reviews and things like that um, you can just search YouTube um, for either uh, basic boy gaming or uh, preach network and you'll be able to find it you can find that link over on our main website as well www.preesh.us and uh, you know let them know that you're thinking of them and uh, you know that you that you miss him I'm gonna try to do my very best to give you a little bit of sampling of each show uh, the preach cast Tales from the Crib, and of course, the Switch It Up show. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a mini episode, but you know what? It's Friday, the weekend is here, so this is perfect. You know, not not too much to overload you with for the weekend. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get started with the Priestcast. <laughs> and gentlemen boys and girls of all ages it is that time again time of course for the preach cast my name is glenn and i will be your solo host as together we talk about all the wonderful things that we appreciate in the wide world of entertainment now as i mentioned in this uh, intro uh, before we went ahead and got started on the preach cast this is going to be a little bit of a mini episode so we're going to be bringing you two features uh, of the main show it's a little bit of a condensed format we'll, you'll, you'll get a little bit of exposure to each and every single show here on the network so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start off with our first segment, which is Just Preach Play. And that music, of course, means that it is time for Just Preach Play. If this is your first foray into the Preach cast, let me just take a very brief little moment here and uh, summarize what Just Preach Play is. Now, in Just Preach Play, what we do is we go through and we scour the depths of the internet, mostly on trailers.apple.com, find whatever is the top-rated trailer over there on the website. Uh, we play it without knowing anything about it, and we kind of just react to it right here. And by we, this week, I mean me, myself, and I, and hopefully you uh, at home. So, if you want to go ahead and listen along with us or watch along with me, uh, you can actually do so. Head on over to trailers.apple.com and fire up the trailer for Escape Plan 2 Hades. Interesting, interesting title. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm breaking the rules just a little bit this week, but you know what? I feel like I'm allowed to. You know, I'm, I'm one of the hosts. I have the power, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. 
And the reasoning behind that is, you know, I saw the first escape plan and, you know, I remember the build up for the trailers uh, and I was super excited for it. And I do think the movie is just like a good, fun action movie. So they, you know, that's really all I'm hoping for out of this trailer. Now, on the image, it has, um, you know, Sylvester Stallone and Dave Bautista uh, of the WWE and, of course, now Guardians of the Galaxy fame. So, like, you know, it's rated R. I'm sure it's going to be, uh, like, a cool, uh, another cool, like, action escape movie. Uh, it is called Escape Plan, so that would make sense. Uh, but that is all I know about it. I don't know why they're escaping again. I would think that there would be no way he would want to volunteer for this after the first movie. Uh, but you know what? I like this movie. It's just a fun, like, silly popcorn movie. I think it's going to be good for the summer, and I want to know more about the plot. So I figured, let's check it out. And another reason I thought it would be cool to discuss and take a peek at is that it actually debuts over on iTunes on June 29th. So this is something you're going to be able to watch digitally. Ugh, say that fast. Um, So I I love when movies do that. Big fan whenever I can watch uh, something uh, new at home. Uh, I love it. So um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and in three, two, one, we're going to just preach play. You know, the most important thing in this job is knowing you can trust the guy next to you. No one does it alone. One of my men is missing. I think he's in a prison called Hades. What is this place? Land of the dead. Everyone in this zoo had information that's worth millions of dollars. Spies, criminals, businessmen. We're all animals here. That's why they call it the zoo. And I'm the zookeeper. Welcome to Hades. Begin battle. What makes you think he's there? His cousin Yushang was put on some kind of hit list. Then we gotta go in. Get him out. I have this acquaintance friend of mine. Big guy. I want in. And we made a plan. Sounds for me. Freeze! I sure hope you know what you're doing. I like working from the inside out. No layout. No routine. And you have help. You're the only one that can help get him out. This is bigger than any one of us. Showtime. All our guys are in Hades. Let's finish your right. Three, two, one. Time is up. Hey, Breslin, good to be back? No, it's bad to be back. I think that looks fun. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, they really got me excited there for a minute when I thought they were going to be breaking you know, in. Look at that. It's so excited that it's going to go ahead and play again. That's how excited I was. Uh, 
I thought it was neat when I thought they were going to be breaking into the prison, uh, but for some reason it looks like he gets himself captured and sent to the Hades prison, um, which really is, I mean, I mean, okay, uh, but I mean, I'd much rather see him try to break into it instead of trying to, like, you know, break out from the inside. They did that in the first one. Looks like they're doing it again in the second one. You know what? I'm in. Like, I love seeing, like, I don't know... I, kind of reminds me of Cube in a way, which is this really cool horror movie uh, where people are trapped in this, like, well, this cube, giant cube, uh, and in each different room is full of, like, different traps, like Saw, uh, and they have to find a way to break out. So these movies always kind of remind me of that, and I think about them, and I'm like, this is this is fun. It's like a different type of take on that, kind of. Uh, and, I, you know, I do like Sylvester Stallone. I think uh, Dave Bautista is funny uh, in the movies. I liked uh, 50 Cent in the first one. I thought he was good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see this. It's over on iTunes on June 29th. I'm definitely going to watch it, for sure. And speaking of movies that I may or may not watch... Ladies and gentlemen, that music means that it is time for Coming Attractions. Coming Attractions is our segment where we like to talk about some of the movies that are coming out in the theater this week, and I do a quick little snap judgment uh, after I hit you with the synopsis, just to see, you know, just to give you my thoughts right off the top of my head. Sometimes I know a little, sometimes I know a lot, and sometimes I don't know anything about these. So, that being said, let's take a peek at the couple movies that are coming out on May 18th. And it looks like we're going to be talking about not one, not two, but three films. Let's lead off with the big one uh, that is uh, probably already played at a few theaters because I guarantee there's a 7 o'clock showing of this movie out there somewhere, and that is Deadpool 2. Foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, also known as Deadpool, brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy of supernatural abilities from the brutal time-traveling mutant Cable. Uh, starring Josh Brolin, Ryan Reynolds, um, and a couple other people, but those guys are the main two. And interestingly enough, Josh Brolin somehow uh, has like lead billing over Ryan Reynolds in this, at least on IMDb. Interesting. Uh, I really, really like the first Deadpool movie. It is very much so an adult film. Um, you know, super, super violent. Uh, a lot of language, uh, but it was, uh, it was funny. Um, and I think I feel like it was so over the top at certain points that you know you can't really take it too seriously. It is a superhero movie. Um, so you know. Uh, but that being said, this was uh, this was a fun movie. I really did like the first Deadpool. I would definitely like to check out uh, the second one. Uh, don't really know anything about the time traveling mutant or anything like that. So I'm anxious to see, you know, what that's all about. Um, I feel like Deadpool is uh, an accessible uh, superhero, uh, you know, for people who may not know a lot about the other stuff. That's what's cool about them bringing in all these, like, littler superheroes that people might not know about uh, is that they are introducing and starting from the beginning. So for me, that is perfect. Deadpool 2, 2 we'll definitely check that out. Next up is going to be Book Club, um, starring uh, Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, uh, Candace Bergen, and Mary Steenburgen. Hmm. Names very similar. Uh, four lifelong friends have their lives forever changed after reading Fifty Shades of Grey in their monthly book club. Um, so I'm probably not going to go rush out and see this uh, Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda movie. I would say that's a safe bet, uh, but that's pretty interesting that, like, you know, like, imagine if you wrote that book, Fifty Shades of Grey, like, not only is there a movie, like, a series of movies based on, you know, your work, but here is a movie based on, you know, the experience of few women reading that book. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Uh, so that, that's kind of nuts. 
to have a movie just based on about people reading your book. Kind of crazy. Uh, but that's Book Club. If, uh, if that is your thing, by all means, go out and check it out. And next up and lastly is going to be Show Dogs. Uh, Max, a macho, solitary Wattweiler, Watt, Rottweiler police dog is ordered to undergo uh, a primped sh- as a primped show dog in a prestigious dog show along with his human partner to avert a disaster from happening. Now, let me tell you something. I really do love a disaster movie, but I don't know if I love a disaster movie so much that I need to see undercover show dogs. Uh, this one stars Alan Cumming, Natasha Leone, Will Arnett, and Stanley Tucci. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to pass on uh, Show Dogs. It is rated PG. It is, a, it is an action, adventure, comedy, crime, family movie. Um, I think this is just a movie for, like, um, you know, like older kids. I don't think it's geared towards little kids uh, necessarily. But family, I think that hits it, like, right on the head. You know, I'm sure the day... I am I am super excited for the day that I get to go to, you know, the movies with my kid. Uh, I think that's going to be really fun. I hope he's going to have a good time with it and be into movies and stuff like that. Um, but, man, I hope I don't have to go see stuff like Show Dog and, like, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, you know? Um, and on Tales from the Crib, we're going to talk about, um, you know, not, not judging a movie if you haven't seen it. So, I guess I really shouldn't uh, give Show Dog a hard time. There might be somebody out there who's super excited. I'm sure, this, I'm sure there's multiple people out there who are super excited for Show Dogs. So, you know what? I'm going to take a dose of my own medicine. And, you know, if you're, if you're out there waiting for Show Dogs, then your wait is over. The time is now. And Show Dogs will be out in theaters tomorrow on May the 18th. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to this, you know, abbreviated episode of the Preachcast. And of course, if you are headed out to the movies this weekend, if you have any recommendations for us, anything to check out and anything that you appreciate, by all means, reach out to us over on Twitter at Preachcast. We would love to hear from you and be sure to stick around because next up, we're going to have Tales from the Crib. and ghouls it has been a bit just a little bit too long since i played this wonderful music for you and we got together here on tales from the crib if you have never listened to tales from the crib it is a podcast all about gateway horror where i like to talk about some things that will hopefully get the next generation of horror fans into the genre now as you may or may not be uh, aware of on the very uh, in the very beginning before the preachcast, there's a little bit of an intro there uh, talking about how this was going to be an abbreviated episode of Tales from the Crib. So I'm going to give you just a, like a little bit, uh, just one actual, just just actually just one uh, section of um, you know of the show, and that's going to be the uh, main feature. Uh, normally, where I have a little bit of discussion, and today is going to be. 
talking about really not judging, not judging like a movie by its cover, or a book by its cover, or by its trailer, or anything like that. Uh, because we had a little bit of uh, news come up, and we thought, you know what, this is, this is just a moment to get into something that I feel like might be a good, a little bit uh, of a good dialogue, and hopefully I'll be able to get some of you to, you know, talk to me on Twitter a little bit about it. We can go back and forth and discuss, uh, because I feel like, you know, it's important in this genre, and really, you know, just in just in life in general, you know, we gotta, we gotta take good care of each other. As Bill and Ted say, you know, be excellent to each other. Look out, you know, you know, just... Just be, just be good. Just be good. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead. We'll slide right into uh, that segment. And we're going to hit with uh, like the best music ever, which is the music for the buzz. And the buzz is normally where we like to talk about horror news. And since this very much so is, you know, in the news of horror and is spawning the conversation, I figured, you know what, I'll introduce it. We'll talk about it. And, uh, you know, then we'll move on to the next show. But what I want to talk to you about this week um, just a little while ago, it was actually announced that there were going to be uh, some some reshoots uh, in in response to the audience reaction to the screening of the rough cut of the remake from Blumhouse's Halloween. Now that has since been you know kind of uh, taken taken back. Um, apparently, some people who have seen the movie have been like, no, that's not actually the case. Uh, there were rumors that you know maybe it wasn't like pacing so well that people weren't happy with it. Um, not not true at all. Um, apparently that's just you know just nothing but you know rumors and hearsay. People were saying that the the reshoots were had, had to do because they were just like missing shots and it just wasn't like up to snuff. But again, not true. Um, a lot of movies have to go through reshoots because they're just missing like certain things. Um, and it's uh, it's crazy because you know this movie uh, doesn't come out for months and months and months. Yet here we are having people assuming the worst, uh, taking you know anything that they possibly can uh, to say you know like uh, just just taking everything as fact and kind of just running with it. Um, you know in you know more of an effort to get people to click stuff and to read and things like that. And uh, you know it's a shame because. These movies and like it's not exactly easy um, look at that my music's going crazy Every, everything's upset uh, it's not exactly easy to be able to get the rights to remake um, one of these films or any of these films especially something as big as Halloween you know it, even if the studio happens to you know have the rights to be able to do it and can do it the amount of you know faith that they have to have that it's going to go well for them to take on a giant franchise like Halloween has to be pretty good. This isn't a sequel. You know, this is like, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of a sequel. It, it ignores all the movies in the middle and follows up to the original. So it's even in a way, it's even more ambitious because it's partially faithful to the whole franchise. So it's even more important that they get everything right. But the fact that people are already, before, we haven't even seen a trailer yet, and people are jumping all over this movie, like, it's got all these problems. Like, it's like, you need to, you need to wait, you know? <laughs> you have to wait until you at least have something to go off of. And sometimes you can't even go off of, like, the all the time. I'm going to take that back. All the time. You can't even go off of the trailer. The trailer is a little bit of what the whole from you know what the whole product is normally they they try to play the hits just get you as many like little things as possible and throw them in there and you know hopefully everything ends up working out okay uh, but sometimes you know the trailer doesn't give anything away sometimes it gives it all away and even if it seems like it gives it all away you don't know until you see the movie 
you have to wait just because it looks like you know they're they're hitting you with all the you know jump scares and all the like great things that are in the movie you don't know what's going to be after the credits you know you don't know what's going to take place in there you don't know which characters you're going to side with what surprises they got planned for you you know you have to wait until you go and experience it and if you're already starting to bury a movie before it's even come out it's like, why, like why, why would you do that? You know, there are people out there who are super excited to go see Halloween. Um, and just like uh, in the previous show and Preachcast, I talked about a movie called Book Club with Diane Keaton and Jane Fonda. And when I read it, it's about four uh, lifelong friends that read Fifty Shades of Grey. And uh, apparently their life has completely changed. And as soon as, as soon as I read that description, I was like, really? But then I was like, you know what? This movie's not for me. And that's fine. It doesn't need to be for me, but I don't need to like actually like tear it down because somebody reads that and goes, I read Fifty Shades of Grey. I want to see that movie. I would like to see what, what it what it is. And maybe somebody out there read, read Fifty Shades of Grey and is now like, you know what? I'm going to become a writer and maybe I'm going to start writing. That is very, very much so like possible. So why should I like what, what am I gaining, you know, by putting by putting it down? Um, and I mean, th- there, there's a difference in saying that like oh you know that movie looks dumb i'm not gonna see that uh and then between like you know just going through and writing like a whole article on like how bad something is like i make snap judgments in that segment that's the whole that's the whole point of that uh i'm not you know actively trying to you know say that something has like production problems for example um you know, you, you just have to, you, you just have to wait, you have to wait until it comes out. And if you want to be able to make an opinion, you know, on like an actual in-depth opinion on one of the films over if it's good or if it's bad, you have to see it, you have to give it a chance. You know, I can't tell you, you know, you know, if I, if I like a band or something just based on, you know, what their album cover looks like, you have to, you have to listen to it, you have to experience it. Uh, and sometimes when you see a movie, you have to see it more than once. There have been times like, um, this is, this is a strange example, but Anchorman, for example, I saw Anchorman. I didn't really like it the first time I saw it. I saw it a couple more times and I was like, this is funny. It took me a while to warm up to it. Um, there's all types of movies like that that you have to you know kind of experience take out for a ride before you actually see whether or not you know it's for you and you know in our genre of horror we're in a great place right now because we have such a wide variety there are all types of horror shows that are on television right now from the walking dead to um like <laughs> what's uh geez of course i can't think the exorcist is still on uh we just lost ash versus evil dead uh we have black mirror with american horror story uh we're getting castle rock this summer um like that awesome stephen king series on hulu it's going to be amazing every time we turn around there's another heart we legion every time we turn around there's another horror series even though legion just got canceled but there's a ton all right you guys get what i'm saying um we have a lot of it but we only have a lot of it because people are going to see it. And not everybody out there is like some people are going to read those articles about these rumors that these screenings didn't go so well. And they're going to be like, oh, well, that doesn't sound good. If it's on, you know, this site, it must not be that great. So maybe I won't go see it. Um, you know, there's no reason to do that. There's no reason to stack to get the deck against our own like genre. Like we want to try to like champion things for each other. We don't want to try to tear each other down. Uh, so if you're interested in seeing Halloween, if you have any thoughts about it, you know, at all, uh, whether you do want to see it or you don't want to see it, wait, go, go see the trailer. Like, wait until the trailer comes out and watch it. And based on that, like, you know, if you want to go see it, go see it. If you don't want to go see it, you know, don't go see it. But there's no reason to kind of just tear something down for, you know, for fun. 
doesn't make you look cool, doesn't 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 do anything. All it does is kind of like paint you like a bully, uh, and that's not what we like in the you know in in our genre. We want to be able to encourage as many people to go out and watch as many things as possible. Because the more fans that you know these these movies have, the more people that go out to the theaters, the more we're going to get. The more different companies are going to be like, wow, like horror is doing really really well. Let's try this TV series out. Let's try this other thing out. That's why I try to tell people like you know now that I, that I have a kid, it's a little bit hard for me to get to the movies. But before I used to go, like, I went to everything. I went to every horror movie that came out in the theater, and I would go. Um, I was trying to go at like midnight because I wanted to I wanted to see it quickly and I wanted to see it like you know loud. I will love a loud movie because I want to experience it with everybody. And that was my reasoning. It was like I'm gonna go see all these PG-13 movies uh, and and all this stuff because one that's what they're making right now. Uh, and two, this is what every time you go into one of those movies, that's someone's first experience to the genre. That's like their first horror movie. And it happens with R-rated movies too. But for the most part. Like, you know, it's easier for people to be able to get into the PG-13 movie if they're not old enough to go to the other ones. So I feel like it's almost more important uh, that we have good PG-13 horror movies than R. Even though I'm a fan of both of them, if you give someone a quality experience, like, earlier, hopefully you'll hook them for a longer amount of time. Uh, And for the most part, I think people are going to see... Like even now, like we we get we do get R-rated horror movies, but a lot of movies lately are PG-13. So I feel like it's good that you know hopefully when they come out that that they're good. You can do good stuff with that rating. It just has to be done uh, carefully. Uh, but I never judge like any of them. You know, you would see them come out and you'd be like, oh, like I don't know, it's PG-13. Like people would groan before it even before it even happened. Like I remember when the trailer for Insidious came out and people were like, whoa, this looks really scary. And they were like, oh, PG-13. And they're like, oh, it's not even R. It's like you can't judge a movie based on, you know, the trailer, based on the poster, based on its rating. You know what you judge a movie for? The actual movie. Like your actual experience seeing the movie. Sometimes you just got to take a breath and wait. We're so quick to react, to post something. It's like you just got to slow it down and watch the movie. That's why we're all fans of it. Watch it and then judge it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it here uh, on Tales from the Crypt. I hope you enjoyed my little little rant there. Um, next week, I am going to have a uh, going to have like a little bit of a review. Um, going to be another triple episode next week as well, likely. Uh, but if there's a movie that you know you judged a little bit, you know, too quickly, uh, by all means, uh, let me know. Or on the other hand, if there's a movie that you feel that you're a big fan of, that you feel a lot of people kind of just treat unfairly and you know haven't really seen it as much, uh, let me know about that as well over on twitter at from the cribbed c-r-i-b-b-e-d uh reach out to me we'll continue the conversation right there uh and stay tuned because the next episode or the next show is going to be the switch it up show our nintendo switch podcast Gentlemen, if you hear that itch, let me hear. Let me, let me give it to you one more time. That is the itch for the Switch It Up show. My name is Glenn, and I'm going to be your host. As together, we take a look. 
through the world of the Nintendo Switch. As I'm sure you're well aware of by now, this is going to be a solo, a little bit of a, you know, squished up, smushed, I don't know, summarized show. Uh, going to be a little bit shorter than normal, a lot shorter than normal. Uh, we're going to be focusing on reviews for the next couple weeks because we are fortunate enough to be able to play a lot of games over on the Nintendo Switch. And I want to be sure uh, that we are able to cover as many of them as possible. This show is going to be reviewing Rogue Aces on the Nintendo Switch, an awesome little flying game. So I'm going to go ahead and let you enjoy these sweet tunes for just a few more moments more, and then we'll go ahead and slide right over into the review. Alright, so now, like I said, Rogue Aces is going to be the feature of this uh, little mini-episode here on the Switch It Up show. Rogue Aces is available over on the Nintendo eShop for the, I'd say, the very fair price of $12.99. You are eligible for up to 65 gold coins when you buy this uh, digitally, uh, which is awesome. I love being able to get them. Um, the more games you buy digitally, the more coins you get. You can use them uh, and purchase uh, towards, your other, towards other games. I think it's really cool. It's a different reward system. You know, you get less when you buy physically, but they really do help you out when you buy digitally. It's slowly converting me uh, away from physical. I still really like to have the case in the game and stuff like that, but, you know, you're appealing to, you know, the collector mentality and the fact that I get to have more games if I buy digitally. Now I just have to have an SD card big enough to fit them all on. Uh, but 65 co golden coins, pretty awesome. Uh, so... Rogue Ace is $12.99. Now, let me go ahead and hit you with the, uh, the synopsis, a little bit of the background, and then we'll talk about my experience with the game itself. Join the Rogue Aces today as Wings McPilot and Company in this procedurally generated, adrenaline-fueled fight to the last plane. It's time to join the Rogue Aces and liberate the islands from the dead from the Baron and his dreaded pilots. Will you be able to face the fiercest of foes with only one life and three planes? Take down waves of dastardly enemies in this endless emergent air combat roguelike where nothing is the same twice. With a multitude of game modes to discover, no loading screens to stutter the action, and a whole lot of landscape to take back, jump in the cockpit and take back what is yours. Uh, this is a one-player game uh, brought to a, uh, over on the Nintendo Switch. It is an action arcade game, and it is what's what's really neat about this is you know it's one procedurally generated, and I think that this helps this type of game you know immensely. Uh, normally, the procedurally generated games that that we get are I don't know more so like uh, like dungeon crawler in the uh, I guess in the aspect you, you know it's very much like maps that are being generated and you are getting maps in this uh, of course you get to fly this really cool um, like World War II era uh, plane and you have all types of different missiles and rockets to be able to use uh, but what's awesome is that in some instances you're, you're always uh, like taking off of uh, an aircraft carrier and you know now with the procedurally generated part you never really know what's going to uh, come ahead and I think that's awesome it really feeds into uh, 
uh, this type of gameplay because I don't know like I really had a lot of fun with this so I, I want to make sure that I get across like all my points uh, and I'm excited so uh, excuse me as I like you know wiggle my way through it when you see this game uh, like one of these like plane shooting games you kind of think that it's gonna be more like you know, almost like a 1942 type of arcade shooter, and that is not what this game is like at all. Not that there's anything wrong with one of those like arcade top-down shoot 'em up games. Like they're totally fun. And the thing about those games is that you kind of get into like a groove. You open it up, uh, you play, you start the game, and you're doing those, and you're shooting the enemies and everything like that. And you know, you're kind of having fun, and for the most part, you're you're not invincible or anything like that. Some of those shoot 'em ups are super super hard, but you kind of feel like like your brain kind of like I don't know, you get skinned to this rhythm this groove and you're like playing it with not actively thinking too deep about it you're shooting everything on the screen and you're just trying to survive but in this game in rogue aces like you have that feeling that you know you're 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 playing one of those other type of shoot 'em up games but it's different and it's and a big part of that is because of the side scrolling nature i feel like of this game because you're going you know all the way you know to the right to be able to proceed on to the next parts of the level uh and you have the aircraft carrier that you have to land at after you complete whatever the mission is the mission might say that okay you need to bomb these uh these areas you need to defeat all these fighter pilots you need to take out this blimp um you know you need to do x y and z and then you have to return back to the carrier and land uh, and we'll get into that later. That's a whole nother thing. Um, but you know, the graphically, it looks like it looks a little bit like if it was a very, very, very nice looking like uh, plain shoot 'em up game. Um, because the graphics in this are awesome. Uh, I played it both handheld and I played it on uh, the docked mode. And I, I mean, I was. I was just way better than what I was expecting. Not like I was expecting to be horrible or anything. I was just super impressed by a lot of the little details. Uh, I really love like the effects on the water uh, when you're taking off of the aircraft carrier. I noticed um, what seemed like to me, maybe it was just because it was on a bigger screen, but I felt like the water effects on the screen looked really, really good. Um, it has some really nice uh, like night missions as well with the moon. Um, like just things I feel like really like popped. I feel like they spent a good amount of time on the graphics and I feel like they look good. Um, they look like a very fun like side-scrolling game. They look they look great. Um, I'd say like better than like Super Nintendo. Like a very polished like I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Just, just check it. Just check it out. Um, the graphics in this are much better than uh, I feel like a lot of games that are in its class. It looks they look great. They look really fun. The colors pop. The music that is behind it is a ton of fun. Uh, I, I really really had a good time with this. I'm getting excited just talking about it. Um, but. Like I was saying, because I'm going off a little bit of a tangent here, uh, this game, like, it feels like a lot of those uh, shoot 'em up games that you've been playing, and it looks like a very well, nice, polished version of one, and in some ways it is, especially when you're doing the dogfighting uh, and flying all around, it feels like you're just going through and eliminating people and you're chasing them and everything, and, you know, you're going on to the next spot, but you have to concentrate on the fact that there is a mission, you know, to be done, uh, because since it's procedurally generated, each time, you know, you fire it up, it's different. And you get the feeling that you want to explore and see, you know, what else is out there. At least I do. Uh, and sometimes I get so caught up in that that I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing. Like, you know, I'm playing the game, but I'm not, I'm too interested in seeing what all the scenery looks like because it looks so good. I'm not really paying attention into like, okay, I got to beat all these people in the missions or, all right, what does my gas look like? Because you have to watch your fuel meter or are there people actively engaging me? Like, how much damage am I taking? Like, 
like these are all things that sometimes I get a little bit distracted because I'm having so much fun just flying the plane around and that's because the controls in this are like so spot on when you take off from the aircraft carrier you're moving the right stick up to you know adjust the throttle uh, and you're just taking right off of the plane uh, and then you can use the right stick you know to be able to throttle up throttle down and of course you have to make sure that you're going fast enough because if you're not going fast enough you actually get a stall warning uh, and your plane will start to fall out of the sky which you can recover from if you speed up um most of the time uh but you do have to be careful you can't get carried away in the fact that you know um you know that you're playing this awesome looking game with these great controls and forget that you have to fly the plane um you don't have to worry about that in the uh the top down um shooters uh because you know you're going left and right and this one you're going left right up down and you need to pay attention because you can crash you really can't crash in the other shoot 'em up games so it's a big it's a big difference uh and luckily, when you first fire this game up, you're going to get a couple like modifiers to be able to choose from at random. It's almost like a slot machine pull. It could be that you get cannons that, fast, uh, that fire faster, that do more damage, uh, a fuel tank that's a, you know, a little bit bigger. You could have one that uh, you could have um, more armor. There's all types of different advantages, and you get to choose two of them. So I think that's cool. It's like a little bit of the you know, procedurally generated, uh, if you want, advantages. Uh, I, think that's, uh, I think that's fun. Uh, like I said, the controls are really, really good. The music is great. The graphics are fun. Uh, I like that there's a, a bunch of different missions uh, in order to do uh, that you can do uh, in it. You know, it's not just like one thing over and over again. It changes each time. The maps themselves actually change each time. So there's a lot of variety, a lot of replayability. The game is a bunch of fun. Uh, there's also a way for you to be able to eject out of the plane. And even if you like so like let's say you're going down and you know it seems like they got the better of you this time if you still have planes left because you get three of them you can eject and once you eject you know you, you'll be able to land safely and then go back and grab another plane and continue on trying to complete the missions uh assuming that you don't like drown in the ocean or get killed uh, but when you're ejecting you can also throw grenades uh so you can go through and try to like do more damage so if you're flying over an area that you need the bomb or something like that uh, you can actually throw grenades to do more damage and possibly accomplish the mission that way, uh, which is really cool. Uh, I think that's fun. Uh, as you take down other planes out of the sky, they will drop like care packages that you can use, like little bonuses and things like that. And you can, they'll actually drop the uh, the pilots as well. You might see them parachuting out of the plane, like ejecting out of it, uh, and you can kill them as well, which is kind of which made me kind of sad. I was like, oh, like the game itself is so like bright and vibrant that. Um, I, I was not, not surprised, but I was just like, I was like, oh, oh, I'm like, you can't attack the the soldiers. Like that's sad. Like I want to see, I almost want to see them get back up in their plane and uh, and fly again. Um, this game was cool. Um, I don't, I don't usually really like to shoot them up games too much unless there's like a cool gimmick to it. And I feel like there's a lot of awesome, like, little cool gimmicks in Rogue Aces. Because it is not your regular just top-down shoot-em-up game, there's an extra layer of, like, complexity to it. But the, uh, the, the like, spot-on controls, the awesome-looking graphics, and just the overall, like, I don't know, I feel like there's a... I feel like there's like a good amount of like forgiveness to this game. Not that there's not parts that are difficult. In fact, that some you just, I, I I'm arguing that the game is like so fun you get kind of lost in it, and, and that in itself almost works against you because you know you have to watch out for your fuel. So it's almost like you have a, you, you have the timer there, you know. So you have to remember there's something there's stuff at hand here to be done. Um, but that being said, if you if you can buckle down and you can get your missions accomplished, um, you know you can you, you can you can progress through the story. But what's awesome about this is every single time you pick it up, it's going to be different because it's got that procedural generating uh, aspect to it. 
you know, as I'm talking about this, I'm remembering even more, and I'm going to adjust my score uh, even just a little bit more. I'm going to go ahead and give this a four and a half. I normally don't like these games, uh, these type of games as much, but Rogue Aces turned me around on it, and I, you know, I had a lot of fun. So if you have played Rogue Aces, ladies and gentlemen, let us know over on Twitter at the Switch It Up Show. And again, you can pick up Rogue Aces for $12.99 in the Nintendo eShop. Stay, uh, I would say stay tuned, but that's going to do it for this triple feature of the Preach Network. Please check us out over on Twitter, uh, at Switch It Up Show, at PreachCast, at Tales from the Crib. You can check us out on our website, www.preach.us. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if things ever get boring, feel free to switch it up. <laughs>